welcome back to the collective show with Alasia Sims. I have Megan, Cabrera, and Alexa Valentino here today. I'm so happy to have these lovely ladies. I'm Megan, um, and I have a TikTok account. Uh, it's called Shifter Jean. I post Harry Potter related content, but also shifting content. Hi, my name is Raya Singh. I'm also known as Shifting with Raya on TikTok, and I post a lot of educational shifting content, and I've been shifting for the past three years. Hi, my name is Alexa. Uh, my TikTok is Alexa Prentice, and I've been posting shifting content mostly around my Criminal Minds DR for the past over two years now. And I also make music that some of it has to do with shifting as well. And big celebration to you. I'm really proud of you. You made 800K listeners on Spotify. Yeah, Very thank you. Thank you. And you're going on tour to Boston as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I'm really proud of you. Really excited. Um, audience, we're going to jump into the terminology of the lingo of reality shifters. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, reality shifting is not related to witchcraft, demonology, or religion. Rhea, what is a CR? Um, it's your current reality. It's the reality we are in right now. Alexa, what is a DR? It's your desired reality. It's where you're intending to shift. Does anyone know what a TR is? Um, it's a temporary reality. It's a reality that you, well, you can desire to go to, but you don't want to be there for too long. Yes, you guys are good at this. Okay, a safe action word. Um, a safe action or word is something that you intend in your head to use once you do shift. And such as a safe word could be like Apple, and you would say it in your desired reality or in your temporary reality in order to bring you back to your current reality. So WR is a waiting room. Um, we're going to go over more of these terminologies later on in the show, so I'm going to just speed through this real quick. Clone variant, a version of you and other realities. Responding is disconnecting or severing the connection between your current reality to stay in your dream reality, which is considered suicide. So disclaimer, suicide, mental illness alert. Um, PERMA is known as permanently shifting to your dream reality. LD is lucid dreaming. SD, sleep paralysis. AP, astral projection. DF, desired face. FC, face claim. VC, voice claim. Unreality is when you are experiencing a mental illness that's distinguishing between your current reality and fiction. And reality sickness, an obsession with reality shifting, the unreality or disconnection from your current reality. And that can manifest as frustration, obsession, escapism, anxiety, neglect, irresponsibility, dependency, dissociation. So we want to make sure that when we are shifting, take care of your mental health, take care of your body. We want to make sure that we are shifting in you know, healthy vibration. Just for anyone who does want to search up any topic on the subject, I know there's a lot of books, but I feel like I like people to use their intuition to guide them to find a reality shifting book that's perfect for them. But just to also put in there some public CIA documents on quantum psychic research, such as out-of-body experiments, quantum jumping, reality shifting, Monroe Institute by Robert Monroe and Wayne McDonald wrote a 30-page paper on the topic of altered states. So check that out. So what is reality shifting? Just like we are in this reality right now, there are multiple different realities that exist out in the universe. And the idea of reality shifting is to change our our awareness from this reality to a different reality that exists out there. And there are so many different realities that there are many different variations that you could go to. The only th other thing I would add, that's usually pretty much how I define it. There are two main theories that people like to believe in. One is the multiverse theory. One is the consciousness mm. theory. And they both 
kind of alter the person's belief of what exactly they're doing. Usually, there probably are other theories as well, but those are kind of the most common two that people tend to believe in. So pinpoint that it's shifting your awareness, not your consciousness. Everything is consciousness. It's just shifting your awareness to your another reality. And there are infinite versions of you or shift to specific dates, specific timelines. What is scripting? Do you have to script? And how do you start? So usually people really want to make the desired reality that they choose intricate. So scripting is a way to write down every single detail that you would want to have exist in your desired reality. You absolutely don't have to script because everything that we think of, everything that we intend to happen, everything that we want resides in our subconscious. Our subconscious records everything. But people like to script for two reasons. Number one, it's very fun to do it, to write down everything that you like and everything that you want. And also people just like having everything down on paper to know the exact reality that they're trying to go to. I want to add with scripting is uh, personally, you don't have to do scripting like Rhea said. And how do you start? It's always unique to the individual. But how I started was I kind of saw signs that I should start scripting. And then once I did start scripting, I kind of use scripting more so, more so to my current reality, actually, than my desired reality, which now I'm manifesting all the things I kind of would want to shift to to that reality into my current reality. So that's also a little trick you can do. It's also a manifestation technique to do scripting, not always for reality shifting as well. <laughs> can you apply re related scripts from your dream reality to your current reality? I think you absolutely can. Personally, I don't script from my dreams because they never end up being as detailed as reality shifting is. But if you are to script for your dreams, you can definitely apply the same thing to shifting realities. But I feel like shifting realities is much more intricate and detailed than dreaming. As when you're dreaming, you're it's a dream. And reality shifting is like real life, just like you are probably listening to this podcast right now. What if you forgot to script something? I mean, honestly, I feel like it depends on what it is. You know, if you've shifted and you realize that you forgot to script out, that you can't have serious injuries, certain, certain life altering things, I think then you might want to shift back, adjust that and then move forward. But if you forgot to script something that was more of just like an extra fun detail that your hair is always straightened or, you know, things like that, I think it's kind of more up to you if you want to shift back, change that. And then, I mean, I think it really just depends on the thing, but you can continuously update your script continuously all the time. I know that I'm always adding and taking things out of my criminal mind script would probably be the best example. You have that freedom all the time. I love that. Also, if you do intend like for you forgot something, but you had it in your head to script it, it would probably show up in your desired reality anyways, because you intended for it to be a part of your desired reality. If you do forget to script something, your subconscious remembers what you script. Yeah. What is permanently shifting, known as perma shifting, is when you permanently shift to reality by choice to not come back. Is it more efficient to have a shifting routine? Personally, I do have a shifting routine, and I really put this out there on my account. And the only reason why I have a shifting routine is because simply shifting is addicting. It's fun. I love it. And so when you start doing it more often, you're going to want to do it a lot more because your desired reality is much more than your current reality, as you can have anything that you desire. So I like to implement a shifting routine where I shift on a certain days in the week. That way, I can keep the fun going. I can have it feel like something I'm looking forward to. And at the same time, I'm controlling my 
my limits to shifting all the time. The way that like Raya was just explaining like her shifting routine, I feel like when a lot of people think of having a shifting routine, they think of almost just like a getting ready for bed routine where it's like, oh yeah, my shifting routine is that I apply a face mask. Like that's not really, I think that's what most people on social media tend to picture when they think of shifting routine, which is a little bit more... It could be fun, but a little bit more unnecessary. But I think that picking like certain days of the week like that to shift, I think that's honestly even like a little bit of a form of a I schedule. Hesitant to, yeah, a schedule. And I'm hesitant to say almost like manifestation. I think expecting yourself to do something um, on a certain day and making it a part of your schedule, just the way that other things are, just the same as doing your homework. I think that it kind of puts it into your routine. Yeah, instead of this big, crazy, vast idea, it kind of brings it down and normal things just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that more people should talk about those kind of shifting routines rather than, oh, I I lit my Draco candle, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's when people say shifting routine, that's immediately what they think of. So you should probably work more on (laughs) that. I agree. Um, So what are some examples of shifting technique methods you can use and can you mix methods? So um, I'm going to just list the basics and then you guys can branch out and share what your favorite ones are or that you recommend. A shifting journal, affirmation, subliminals, visualization, grab a void codes. Methods are not crucial. They do not shift you. You shift you. Um, and just a list of some examples of methods, just in case that they don't get uh, brought up today. Raven, Julia, Pillow, Estelle, Alice in the Wonderland, Eleven, Intention, Staircase, Portal, and Sunny Methods. So what's a method that you guys do that helps you shift? Mostly I shift through uh, a lucid dream, saying affirmations in my mind, and I try to visualize in my dream. When I'm not lucid dreaming, I like to Julia method and stuff. So I think affirmation works for me. It's beautiful. Methods were really made as a like steps, like a recipe to make a meal. So method is just methods are just a way to get you into the aspect of shifting. The reason why a lot of people say that you don't need them is because once you know the actual recipe, you don't need to keep reading the handbook, right? So that's what methods are like. Like once you know the main techniques that go into shifting when it comes to visualization, knowing where you want to wake up in your desired reality, whatever you need to do, once you know the main aspects of what's in almost every single method, you don't need a method anymore. You could pick out the techniques that work for you. If counting worked for you, or if meditation worked for you, or if visualizations to a deep like level worked for you, you just put everything together and you could create your own method that way. I love yeah. that. I think it's like it's not necessary to have a shifting method, but it's nice to find things that help you to shift. Yeah, so that works. If you put them together, then you can make your own method. And I think that works, then it's great. Also, like Alexa's method is pretty um, popular. Like she had it pretty popular when she first started out. And it's because, not just because it's her method, it's because of the techniques that were in it. I'm sure she can talk about that. Yeah, I have a few. Um, I made three. The first one was the one I think that Rhea is, yeah. which is the Valentino method, yeah. which was a pretty big hit. <laughs> it's yeah. just- Unlike 2021, um, which honestly, you can compare it to so many other methods. And I was going to say this anyway, since it's like a great segue, but they're all so similar. Like they're all ripoffs of each other. Like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like they really are. Um, They all basically just mix and match the same steps. 
um, because a lot of those things tend to work for people. Um, you can compare my Valentino method to the five senses method to the Raven method. They're all really one in the same. And I also have the strange method, which was a little bit more complicated, but it was inspired by the Dr. Strange movie. And then my gratitude method was the one that I made. I don't even know when that was. I was like early this year, I think, um, which is actually one of the ones that I've been using lately. If I do use like a formal method, it's basically just going from saying great, I am grateful for affirmations, starting with ones that are specific to your CR and kind of transitioning into ones that are specific to your DR. Um, I find that just expressing gratitude and overall like manifestation that way helps me. So that's why I like that one, but they really are all so similar. And a lot of people like to brag about like, oh, I don't use a method, but you do um, whatever, even if all you do is close your eyes and count to 10. I mean, that's really a method. We kind of like glorify the word method, but it's really not that sophisticated. It's quite simple. It's like Brea said, just like literally any steps to, to yeah. you know, getting yourself in that state. I think that one of the big mistakes with shift talk and just the shifting community in general is the way that we act like whatever method we do is like, that's, that's the secret. It's the Holy grail. Um, it's really not. I very much encourage trying new ones all the time. You will be surprised. You will find things. I had been shifting for well over a year and then found things later on that work for me 10 times better. Try new things, especially if you've been trying the same thing for two months and getting nowhere. Like, okay, that's a sign. It's time to switch it up. Um, so always try new things. There's so many, um, you never know what will just click for you. And yeah, it's really all subjective. So just find your, your thing. One thing about methods that really gets mixed up in the community is that there are two main types of methods. There's sleep methods and awake methods. And they're two completely different forms of actually shifting to your desired reality. One is called a sleep method where you do your method and while you're doing your method, you intend to fall asleep at any time of your method and then shift once you have fallen asleep. And then there are awake methods, which I personally use, where you continue doing whatever method you're doing, whatever you're trying to do to shift and you continue doing it until you feel yourself actively shift into your desired reality. And it really is what works best for you. Personally, I can never do sleep methods. I will fall asleep and that's it. There's going to be no shifting after that. So I have to stay awake while I'm trying to shift. But some people cannot shift while awake and they have to fall asleep. So you have to really pick out what works best for you. Well, thank you, lovely ladies. You guys answered that flawlessly. I'm like really proud of you guys. Okay. Can you bring physical things back to reality from your dream world? No, you cannot. This no. is because we are shifting our awareness. If we think of it, our consciousness is spread out through all the infinity universes that we believe are out there. And when we're moving our consciousness, it's, I mean, our awareness, it's one speck on this consciousness that we're moving around to all these different realities. And it's not a physical form of body. So there, it, we're unable to bring physical objects back when it is just our mindfulness that we're shifting around. I also want to add, uh, you can also bring back skills and languages that you learn back to reality. Everything mindful is being yeah. able to bring back, except anything that's physical, such as injuries, feelings like that are physical objects, anything like that. Yeah, I agree. Is reality shifting dangerous, and can you get stuck or die? So personally. Uh, when I consider dangerous, not really dangerous, it's just you can't 
the risk of it is just you might be able to spontaneously shift without an intention. That has happened to me. Um, but dangerous per se, I don't think it's dangerous. If as long as you're taking care of your mental illness, your your mental health, and your your body, it, that should come first. But other than that, I don't see it as dangerous. And can you get stuck or die? You can't get stuck. You can always return back to your current reality. But can you die? I think yes, because it is a actual reality where it's real people. You might die in that reality, but you can still return back to the current reality. Does anyone also think that or is it a controversial topic? <laughs> I mean, part of it, I would say, might be more controversial than others. Um, the whole like getting stuck thing, I think, has been pretty much debunked at this point. You can't. People do question, like, can you die? Can you not? I think yes. I think if you really believe in shifting and you believe that you can't die in your DR, that's basically saying you believe you can't die in your CR. And obviously that does then end up, that conversation can go on and on and on into what happens after we die. And it gets into religious topics and that's when you kind of want to cut the cord. But um, I very much believe that you can die um, in your DR unless you script otherwise, of course. And I mean, the fit, like the actual act of shifting itself, I don't find dangerous. Mind boggling, yes. Exhausting at points, absolutely. Physically dangerous, no. Mentally dangerous, also, again, anything can be mentally dangerous. Just take care of yourself, like you said. But also very much please be careful with where you go, what you do, all of that. I can speak from experience. We all know that very much so because obviously I've chosen to shift to a place that is not sunshine and rainbows but um I I, I beg you don't be don't be reckless take safety precautions if you don't want to script your wardrobe and and you know that's fine but please just like just for the, the safety and the security blanket just write down a few things that can happen to you just take those precautions you will be happy you did I've been there and I've impulsively went to here there without that and I've suffered the consequences so just be safe and you really shouldn't run into any issues and you know like you said just take care of yourself really is the most important thing with anything that you do. What are some common issues you have had or can have uh, with reality shifting and how did you decide to resolve it? One of the most common issues that I would have with reality shifting is finding my current reality bland and finding my current reality to not live up to the expectations of my desired reality. And really, it's like, think, think of it like living two lives at once, but nobody in your current reality knows that you're living a second one except like anybody that you would decide to tell. So I feel like once you do start shifting to your desired reality and you have all these things, limitless things that you can have, once coming back to your current reality, it is like a shock of, like I could have had more, like there's more that I could have, there's more to life. So that's why I implemented my shifting routine. That way I can stay balanced throughout all the lives that I'm living somewhere else and here and still be able to have a proper life here, be able to do normal things here without feeling like I need to be in my desired reality, having more all the time. 100%. I, something that was really, and it's still obviously tricky, but it was very weird in the beginning. I mean, if you know who I am, you know that I'm a mom in my DR. Yeah. And I would literally take my kid to school, shift back, and then go to school when I was still in high school. Um, I was like 17 at the time. So it it's it really like I don't want to say any bad word, 
thoughts, but it messes with your head. Um, and it really does like depend on where you shift, obviously, because some places are going to be more different than your CR, some are going to be less. I also shift to a Euphoria DR, and I know that's a lot less. It doesn't really affect me as much because I'm the same age. You know, I all that is is around the same, but it can definitely mess with you. I think that also, at least for me, and almost every single person I've ever spoken to that has shifted, there is a very good chance that you will lose the comfort in the place that you shift that you had before because you don't view it that way anymore. So your comfort character is now going to be a flawed person that you've had back and forth with. It's it's that if it's a show or a movie or a book series that you shifted to, it's not going to feel that same way anymore. And that's just the price that we pay. Um, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You want to be a part of it. You're not going to be able to look up to those people anymore. And that's just the reality, no pun intended, of the situation. No, I've definitely struggled with that. And sometimes it, like I said, it, it's really is just the price that you pay. I would say it's all worth it at the end of the day. And I've been through some pretty crazy stuff, but I would say it is all worth it. And yeah, I think it, and it really does depend on where you go. I know for me, I view the world completely differently now because of what I've seen, who I've dealt with, what I've been through. Um, and it will, it will mature you. It will, you will grow up. And I know it's easy for me to say that, especially because of how old I unfortunately am in my DR, but you will grow up. You will um, mentally mature a lot. Goods and bads to that, of course, but um, I think overall it's a positive experience. You just have to understand that there will be negatives. And the more you do that, the more real it becomes and then it will become your reality again no. yeah, and, and to add on to what alexa said like it goes from being your desired reality that's just out there to being an entire different life that you're living it just feels like you have two homes it feels like oh i like you have two different schedules that you need to work on like it goes from being like oh this fun place that i'm going to i desire going to this place it's fun to being i literally have a life and i have to go back yeah i think it's just really important to take care of yourself and your seer but also in your dear it's the I think that's really important and if you feel like doing something like in your methods but also in your dr then do it but if you feel like oh no this I don't think I should do this then don't just yeah just take care of yourself I think yeah this is definitely something to worry about once you've been shifting for a while at first it's definitely very very fun and oh, there's yeah. a lot of different things you can try but after that it starts catching up with you to the point where you're you realize that it's no longer just shifting for fun it's you're shifting to an actual place that resides deeply in your head I dread it sometimes I'm like <laughs> do I really have to do this like do I have to go back to bubble guppies and mini pancakes and psychopaths and jets and like cops like do I need this right now no I'll put it off and my friends will be like it's time to go and I'm like no it's not <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of it that is like the beauty of it like it's so real it's yeah. it's 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 fascinating yeah I agree with everything uh, and it's so customizable you can do whatever you want about it. yes you can yes. yeah 
So what's the difference between lucid dreaming, maladaptive daydreaming, psychosis, and astral projection? Lucid dreaming is a dream that you can control. Maladaptive daydreaming is also considered hallucination, but uh, daydreaming in a way. Uh, psychosis is a mental illness and astral projection is an out-of-body experience where your soul leaves your body. Can you shift with someone else or in a group? Yes, you can. You can shift in a group setting by pairing your intentions, visualizations, and exercises uh, with someone. I would prefer to do it with someone you trust. Do this one. <laughs> this one's good. Um, what are the symptoms of shifting? I'm going to list just some real quick and you guys can add the ones that you've had. Uh, symptoms are unique to the individual, flashing lights, scenery change, temperature change, feeling of falling or spinning or some examples. Do you guys have anything else that you've kind of experienced with uh, symptoms? So there's really two forms of symptoms. One type of symptoms is like all like the heart beating fast, tingling, itching. These are all symptoms usually for our body to kind of snap us out of it. Our body doesn't understand when we're trying to shift what we're really trying to do because it's so used to us staying in our current reality. Our awareness not really shifting anywhere. So it gives us all these symptoms to kind of ask us if we're okay because astral projection itself sometimes can be an, a different experience. So when astral projecting, it can be sometimes even dangerous. So when we're trying to shift, it's also a sort of out-of-body experience. So our body is like trying to see if we're doing something that isn't so safe for it. So it gives you all these symptoms of tingling, itching and all that. But things like falling, flashing lights, feeling like you're floating, these are all symptoms of you actively going into your desired reality. Personally, when I was first shifting, um, I remember like the first, like the two weeks before I shifted for the first time, I would start feeling very cold, like cold out of nowhere. And it was not that cold in my room. And I thought it was very, very weird. Like I thought it was just my body changing temperatures because I was shifting. But then when I first shifted, I realized the place that I was intending to wake up when was very cold. And it was like basically freezing outside. So the cold feeling was actually related to me being partially in my DR all throughout my attempts before. I see flashlights. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But sometimes I hear things like once I did like a method and then you have to walk to a piano and I heard the piano. So those kind of symptoms, actually. But sometimes I have no symptoms at all. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. it really varies for me. A lot of times I will get the audio symptoms hearing things but sometimes nothing it really depends I think this also definitely depends on if you're doing an asleep method or, or an awake method if you're doing an awake method you're much more likely to experience those symptoms you can definitely still experience those symptoms doing the sleep method I do a sleep methods 99% of the time and I get symptoms all the time but um you're not as likely I would say because you're not awake while you're mm -hmm. going through the actual emotions so you're probably doing an asleep method more likely to experience a lot of those like body falling asleep body being confused symptoms that Ray was talking about yeah um, some people don't get them at all some people get a lot of them it just depends on your body how used to it is through shifting and just the whole entire act of it so this is a funny question <laughs> I've been waiting to ask it ever since yesterday but is it cheating if you have another relationship with someone else in your dream reality oh gosh <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go first because uh this is just my little take on it right I'm just gonna say this is your like this is for you to decide as your belief but if you're thinking it morally right integrity and honesty with your partner 
comes first. But that's I say this because it's like you're conscious of both relationships that you have. So what if you love another person in a different reality and then that lacks kind of like the want to still stay in your relationship with this person? I feel like, you know, but that's just me. When I was first shifting, I was in high school. So I obviously was in a relationship with somebody else in a different reality. And so I thought here I couldn't possibly be in a relationship with somebody in high school I thought it was horrible and personally I didn't feel like doing it anyways because I had somebody else somewhere in my head like somewhere in a different reality but then I realized like if I am not to go forward in my life here that nothing is going to happen so if I need to go forward in a different reality I also need to go forward in this reality and find love so I'm not sure if I would think it's really cheating or not, because at the same time, you have to go forward with your life, finding love, finding a partner. So I think at some point, if you're neglecting your partner here and you're not giving them what you were supposed to because you have a different partner in a different reality, then it's definitely a concern. But if you're able to juggle both without them conflicting, then I guess it isn't. Yeah, so I think it's like kind of like the thought process is like if you're if they're real people in other realities. So if you're shifting uh-huh. to that reality and you're neglecting them because you're scared to not kind of continue connecting with that person, then you're uh-huh. neglecting that reality versus yeah. um, coming back to this reality. And now you're trying full circle with this person. So that's why I'm like, I'm trying to see if you guys think it's cheating or if it's a matter of um just kind of keep the reality separate yeah like a balance also I just (laughs) I just want to um add that if you have intercourse in your dream reality and you come back to your current reality yes your body is still a virgin guys um that's funny to me (laughs) and you don't feel any of the side effects that you may have had when you do have it in your desired reality you don't come back with it Mm -hmm. What is a clone? Are they self-aware? And do you keep the clone's memories while you're away? I hate the word clone. Ban it. <laughs> Eradicate it. I, I was like one of the, the the people that like spoke out against the word in like 2021. I was like, get rid of it. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because when I first had shifting explained to me, I did not believe in it for a while. And the main reason was because it freaked me out. And the thing about it that freaked me out was the old kind of now, the older view of clones that is not as accepted and um, preached anymore. So this is the way that I like to to view it. I like to mainly call it the swap. That's that's my little like- um, Substitute. Yeah. When you are- aware of your CR. And if you haven't shifted yet, congratulations, that's all you've ever been aware of. So it makes it even easier to, you know, think of the example. You are, there are bajillion, gazillion, trillion other yous that are functioning while you're not aware of those other yous. um, And they are able to function while you're aware of your CR. When you shift to your DR, you're shifting that awareness and CR you, is able to function just like all the other use, almost essentially on autopilot. Honestly, there's no word in the English language, I don't think that can perfectly describe it, but that's just the best one that comes to mind. 
So you, it's not like there's another soul that's like overtaking your body. Like people took the word clone and they ran years ago. They were like, oh yeah, I'm going to shift to Harry Potter and I'm going to have my clone study for my, my bio test and sweep the floor. Like it doesn't, doesn't really work like that. It's still very much you. It's, you know, it's not this like, you know, I almost think of like, um, what's the movie or like the TV show where it's like, they, uh, was it Harry Potter where it's like, you could see this, like it, the soul being like sucked out. Yeah. Is that, is that Adventures, yeah. in the Sims too? Like when, when like a Sim dies, it's like, you could see like the, the soul, like it's not that, I promise you it's not that. And the way that the shifting community used to explain it, really shift talk was very nerve wracking. And when I heard about it, I was like, oh, I am not doing that. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Um, and over time that kind of got debunked. I think that we should try to come up with a different word. What happens to your body in your CR when you are aware of your DR is no different than what is currently happening everywhere else in every other version of you. It's the same. And also another word for clone that uh, people in the reality shifting lingo started using is variant because it is a variation of you in another reality. So you can use clone or variant or Alexa, a swap. Very cute. Um, yes. And yes, uh, they, your clone variant swap is self-aware. They are real beings in these realities. And you can script to retain memory of your clone while they're doing their day-to-day -day basis in their own reality. If you'd like, while, uh, while you return back to your current reality, that is up to you. What should you drink and eat to have a better shifting experience? Now, I am going to pinpoint that no matter what you eat and drink, doesn't necessarily affect how you shift. You can shift whenever, whatever, whatever time. But um, I practice a mindful conscious lifestyle. So I would suggest like herbal teas, plant-based, um, vegan foods, anything like fruit waters or alkaline uh, foods and, you know, waters that improve brain and body health because your body, it, it would, you know, function better in your brain health when you drink these waters, it would also, you know, help with your electromagnetic um, fields. I think there's definitely a difference with low vibrational foods and high vibrational foods. And you need these high vibrations to do anything that has to do with connecting with your consciousness, your awareness or anything like that. Shifting is one of those things. Definitely your diet does not affect shifting itself. Like you could still shift if you had a poor diet. But if you were to implement a high vibrational diet, the high vibrations definitely go towards you being more mindful when trying to connect to your DR, when trying to do shifting, when calming yourself down while meditating for shifting. And a lot of high vibrational foods are simply the ones that grow from our earth, drinking non-preservative foods, just things that we know are specially healthy. And you definitely don't need to implement these into your life to have a successful shifting journey. I personally am not that healthy, but they definitely do play a role in just being more high vibrational towards spiritual connecting anyways. I mean, I've never really focused on it too much if I'm being completely honest. Um, I probably would not be the best person to come to. Um, you know, I think it's just important to take care of yourself in general. I think putting effort into all aspects of your life will help you just succeed in general. I think that, you know, just overall self-care um, gratitude. I think all those things just will improve your mindset. And I think the better your mindset, 
the stronger you are going into a shifting attempt. So yeah, I mean, I would just say like overall general wellness, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, you could show me anything and I couldn't tell you, I, I, I didn't even know that food and vibration had a connection. Like I'm learning here. Like I, I'm not, you guys are definitely more like in tune with that stuff than me. Like I, I see a vegetable to me. It's just, it's just a squash. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know that stuff, but um, again, so I'm not probably the best person to come to, but I just, you know, that's probably the fifth time I'm saying it, but just overall, like take care of yourself, you know, um, I see a lot of people when they learn about shifting, just kind of almost view it as a reason to give up on their lives and on their their wellness in their CR. And those people tend to not succeed very much because do something as vast and as connected emotionally and as shifting, you know, while you are in such a poor place. And again, I'm not saying that you have to be little Miss Sunshine to shift. If you had to be little Miss Sunshine to shift, I would have never shifted, okay? Like that's not the case. But um, I, I think that the better you treat yourself, the better chances that you have. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I also think like if you think that, for example, eating carrots works for you, then I think it's good for your mindset. And I think it will actually help you shift because you believe it could help you, you know? So I think just eat or drink what's good for you. Anything really can have a placebo effect. If you believe something yeah. is working for you, it'll work for you if you believe in it 100%. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you guys. Can you shift to 2D realities or higher realities? I'm saying yes, because I have done it. Based on experience, I have shifted to a bikini bottom and everything was SpongeBob, Gary, Patrick, all colorful and vibrant. Yes, very pretty. Um, I also want to add that you... When you are shifting, it's shifting to any multiverse in the universe. So uh, your senses will alter and adapt to the reality that you're shifting to. How to script time ratios. Now, personally, I don't normally uh, use time ratios right now because I'm not, my main focus isn't on desired reality at the moment. So what are time ratios that you guys use as examples that help you when you're shifting? Time ratios are unnecessary. You really don't need them, but a lot of people like to have them so they could have a bigger shift in a shorter amount of time in their CR where they could shift for weeks on end and still only like an hour or two would pass here. And it's really easy to script a time ratio or have one intended in your head. It could be something like one hour here is one day there. That way you could spend like five hours at night sleeping and you could be in a your desired reality for five days. Personally, mine is really, really like bad. Mine's like a second here is a month there. So I could be here for just a split second and be there for weeks on end. So it really depends on what's working the best for you. Which I also want to add, I love how you said that yours is really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's people think it's bad. Personally, everybody says that like if you script a big time ratio, it could be exhausting. And I'm not going to say that that's misinformation because that could be the case for some people. But personally... I could make it even bigger and it wouldn't affect me. I mean, I feel like that's not really people saying that that's exhausting. I feel like it's almost not. It doesn't always add up because so, for example, you said a second is a month. Yeah. Um, somebody could you could do so an hour in your CR being a week in your DR is like the the very like agreed upon 
consensus. It's like the one thing TikTok has not gone to battle over. It's like the one thing that a lot of people have in common. But I mean, I could spend, okay, so I could do it a sleep method, right? And I could use an hour is a week and I could be gone for four weeks. And, you know, I could, so if I slept for eight hours and four, you know, in four of those hours I was in my DR, I still came back it, within one sleep. I was gone four weeks. Rhea could also be gone four weeks within her one, you know, eight hour sleep. I know you're more of an awake method person. I'm just using, yeah. you know, the ratio, for example, yeah. even if it was only for four seconds of the eight hours, instead of four hours of the eight hours, it's still one sleep. So to me, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, I don't, I don't go too crazy. Don't do like a millisecond is like a decade. Like let them, then we're getting a little, it's just not necessary, but I mean, you could do whatever you want, really. I mean, it doesn't, it's it's kind of a on you situation yeah it's it's like a it's a it's a very up to you subjective thing script time ratios is when you script time rations it is altering the time conversions between reality i do also want to just share the description of it uh, but have you guys what is the longest time you guys have shifted because i've heard examples of eight months a year Share that experience because I'm gonna eat that up. <laughs> I was the, I I might have been the person. I mean, there's probably multiple people out there, but I did shift for eight months one time. Never again. That's that's my that's yes. what I that's what I have to Absolutely. say. Never again. Never I, again. The longest I've shifted for was probably like four and a half months, and it was crazy. I came back, and like my mom is speaking to me the next day, right? And she's telling me something about like yesterday, and I was like what are you talking about like I was like out of it for a solid two days I was, I was like I was not like, no I had no clue what to do in school like what was happening the day before because in my head four months had passed so am I going to remember what happened a day before absolutely not and this is when I was first shifting I think this was like my second shift ever and I thought nothing would happen and then after that I realized like I need to do smaller shifts I need to start journaling or something like that too remember my CR because when you spend all that time in a different reality it's gonna feel like all that time here when only like a millisecond passed here so if your mom comes up to you like did you get the groceries I tell you told you get like you're gonna be like what do you, what do you mean <laughs> what are you talking about how do you reality check so I put some examples are looking into a mirror pinching your nose if you have tattoos look for them uh, read something because in dreams you know uh, it can be a little bit fuzzy when you're reading actually I had a funny experience where I was trying to astral project in my dream and I actually wasn't astral projecting but my mind made it feel like I was and then I was reading a book and I'm like wait I can read it though like I actually was reading what it was saying and then it got all fuzzy and then I just like teleported to like outer space and I'm like okay well that was fun um never again but <laughs> just kidding I love I love crazy stuff like that but uh how do you guys think or recommend re uh, reality checking? Well, I think the best way, once you do start shifting, uh, the best way to reality check between your dreams and shifting itself to differentiate them is to have the same reality check for your dreams and for shifting itself. So before actually shifting, you could go through dreams and do the reality check and obviously would like fail them. But then using that same reality check in your desired reality would help you differentiate like for example my common reality check is poking my finger through my hand whenever I'm in a dream like it pokes right through 
And then when I'm obviously shifting and I was first shifting, it wouldn't obviously go through because it's my hand. It's not going to do that. So keep the same reality check. I suggest that way you know that one is working somewhere and one isn't working in another place. Yeah, for me, is it like I tried a lucid dream method. And personally, what I do uh, is just think of how did I get here in my dream? Because mostly you just spawn uh, on a random place in your dream. You can remember how you got there. Yeah. So that's something I try to do. And mostly when I um, think of uh, how I got in a place, then I'm realizing I'm in a dream and I can try to shift through my dream. Yeah, yeah, also when you shift, like if you were to think how what Megan said, like how did I get here? You're going to have memories. Like you're going to be like, oh, I walked here. Or, oh, I was doing this the day, this day, and I got there. But in a dream, you're going to be like, oh, I fell asleep and I ended up here. But in reality shifting, you're going to have dream, I mean, memories years on end. I'm pretty boring because I, like my dreams, <laughs> no, I don't have, I've never lucid dreamt once in my life. And my dreams are so non-vivid um, that I've never, ever, like, had to, like, think to myself, am I dreaming or have I shifted? never and I don't know if I'm lucky I mean I have no my dreams are boring but they're you know I've never I've never had to question that so yeah I guess I'm just not interesting when it comes to that (laughs) what's cool about so I um like Megan uh I also normally when I shift I get and I quote uh i have the tendencies of being lazy where I don't want to sit there and meditate and have to spend a lot of time um, trying to shift. So I would also do it a lucid dream method where you would, you know, lucid dream and I go to the void state. So the void state for me is just like, uh, I guess it is what you would consider the waiting room, but non-technically it's just a void state um, where it's kind of like where I go before I decide to astral project a reality shift. You can also, in lucid dreaming, consciously make the choice. So it's more than okay. Also, I did have this crazy experience while I was conscious uh, laying down that I woke up out of my sleep and then my body was vibrating. And then I thought I was going to astral project, but then I got scared too because like the, the energy wasn't right. And I was like in my head. So I got scared too. And it was already pulling me like the, the pulsating pull of about like to happen so instead I'm, I sh- like switched it to okay I want a reality shift and I went through a portal through my third eye to the reality and my eyes automatically opened so I do want to share that that also can happen you can have so many different ways of actually getting to your reality but that's pretty fun for me if I can experience going through a portal through my third eye again and waking up in reality I wouldn't complain <laughs> what is a safe action word will you go back to your current reality if you accidentally say the safe word or do the action so i'm gonna go ahead and answer this a safe word is a word to return your awareness back to your current reality An action word is the same thing with just doing an action and um it is the attention that you set to return back to your current reality so if you do accidentally say your safe word or safe action it's more than okay it's just the intention that you set behind it what is fully shifting or in co-conscious shifting fully shifting is just basically being completely aware in your desired reality and i think that is the question correct um for you to fully shift is just to be completely aware as you are in this reality but in your desired reality 
there's actually a misconception between the terms. Um, so many shifting, fully shifting, and co-conscious shifting are different things. Fully shifting is actually when you fully shift there and you decide to um, not have any memory of your current reality. So that's okay. that. But co-conscious shifting is when you retain uh, memory from both your current reality oh, or yeah. reality. Because um, I do know that's a little misconception in the reality shifting lingo. <laughs> mini shifting is basically shifting you shift it but the word mini comes from the duration of the shift itself a lot of people like to disregard the entire point of mini shifting they're like oh yeah I just mini shifted it was nothing but they don't realize how much that is like you actually shifted the word mini comes from how long the shift really lasted usually mini shifts for people last like a couple seconds to a couple minutes so that's why they say oh I only mini shifted because they weren't able to spend the time that they wanted to because they were brought back to their current reality due to not grounding themselves or just accidentally intending to go back overwhelming excitement a lot yeah, that um, that's a lot yeah um yeah i mean when we were talking a little bit before about some of those symptoms of like actually like hearing something in your dr like right i was talking about feeling cold like that when i think of mini shifting i think of that like I remember I was trying to shift to a Marvel DR for a really long time before I put it on the back burner and we'll probably keep it on the back burner. But um, I remember I, one time I was trying to shift and I saw, I, I don't think my eyes were open. I don't even, this was a long time ago. This was like a year ago. I don't remember exactly. But if I remember correctly, I like saw like a little bit of the room that I was waking up in and I heard one of my family members in my DR like, from a different part of the house I did not like fully like wake up and like you know but I I was present was it brief yes in my DR for a very short amount of time so experiencing those symptoms without like the full grounding process um is that like the best easy way I could describe it honestly if when people say they shifted I don't know but I feel like I'm lying to people when I say I shifted, but I actually mini shifted, you know, because people could ask questions like, what did you do? But I didn't do anything. I just experienced my DR for like a few seconds. So if I say mini shifted, I think it's more. It yeah. clarifies. Yeah. 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 But it's not really, I didn't do anything. I just heard some noises or just saw things, felt yeah. things, but yeah. And, you know, I also want to share that. I think that even if you mini shifted, co-conscious shifted, fully shifted, even felt the symptoms, that's enough proof to kind of motivate you to keep going. So I would just keep practicing. Also take breaks, mm -hmm. take breaks. <laughs> if you feel exhausted, if you feel like you're starting to have a reality sickness, which is like the obsession or starting to neglect your responsibilities or avoid your tasks and stuff, uh, take breaks. But uh, ultimately I do think as long as you're kind of still practicing because that's your brain building the muscle of learning that new skill as astral projecting or um, remote viewing any type of ability that we naturally have it's exercising the ability to do so so keep practicing um, please don't let your subconscious mind make you believe you can't do it because you can do anything possible um, and once you get the hang of it you're gonna look back and be like wow like 
I'm so proud of myself. What is a WR waiting room and can you meet other people in the WR? So a waiting room is where you wait before entering the portal to your dream reality, which your awareness is placed into the variant swap or clone that already exists in that reality. Um, I, you know, from perspective, I will say you can meet other shifters in your waiting room script animals or decorations in your waiting room and yes you can have more than one waiting room so is there anything that you guys have scripted or been in your waiting room like uh that you kind of incorporated maybe decorations or anything this is raya's question she knows all about waiting rooms she's the waiting room girl the entire point of a waiting room is to like go to a place before you go to your dr and it could be anything. It could be a forest. It could be whatever you want, a swimming pool, a amusement park. And usually people have like some kind of portal, doorway, anything to get to their DR. It could be more than one. If you have multiple DRs, you could have multiple doorways or portalways. And there, once you're in your waiting room, you could pick which one you want to go through in order to get to your DR. And the best thing about a waiting room is because shifting can be sometimes a scary experience because you're changing all your surroundings and all that. So it can be easier for you to go to a waiting room first to get yourself situated in a more calmer normal way before you get to your dr personally i go to thousands of waiting rooms <laughs> like i have thousands and thousands of waiting rooms that i go to i usually just find like a beautiful picture online and i'm there in like a couple seconds and i feel like going to just scenic places by myself or even with somebody that i want there is just way better than having an entire life and having this whole story that you have to go with I love quality time. So waiting rooms can definitely be something that you can just spend time in without having to worry about having an entire storyline, entire like things to do and tasks and all that. What is a face and body claim? And do you have to be human or can you be an animal, etc. in the desired reality? Okay, so a face or a body claim is basically where you script yourself to look like somebody that you know or you've seen like a lot of people face or body claim celebrities and they basically script for themselves to look like them in a different reality and a lot of people do this you absolutely don't have to do this you can script yourself to look more enhanced than you are you could script yourself to look exactly how you are or you could script yourself to absolutely look like a different person now, for example, if you were to face claim Zendaya, this does not mean that you're going to go be Zendaya in a different reality. It just means that you're yourself, but you look like her. So your body really doesn't mean anything. What we have outside is just a casing to our consciousness. So you could change up your body however you want, however you want it to look. And same with voice claim. You could claim to have somebody's voice in your own, in a different reality have fun with it of course curiosity is the best thing here but yes you can identify as an animal a rock a different uh being of race uh, like extraterrestrial an angel do whatever you want and or a mythical creature whatever you can put your thoughts to can i learn a new skill or language in my dream reality and remember in my current reality have you guys done that i will i will say this um i think that it really depends on okay i'll just use this as an example in my Criminal Minds DR, I'm fluent in Italian. I could barely get by in my CR, but that's because I scripted I was already fluent. So when I shifted, I was fluent. I didn't learn how to become fluent in Italian in my DR. Therefore, I didn't bring that back. I'm not saying that it's 100%. Like if you learn a skill, if you learn a language, you're going to 100% bring it back. I'm not saying that. 
But out of the people I've talked to in my few years of experience, those are the people that I've seen be able to bring stuff back. Um, the things that I've brought back, um, different skills within my job, within interrogation, within you know physical training, all things that I've learned um, actively. And those are things that I've been able to retain. You could you could script something like I learn blank language, like I learn French really quickly and very well. And so that way you could spend less time learning it in a different reality and learn it much easier than you would here. And then you can bring it back anyway. So you do have the benefit of that. I wish we could have talked about astral projection in another episode. That would have been fun if yeah. you guys have done it. I know nothing, but I'm I would love to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I have astral projected it wasn't that fun can I communicate with dream reality characters while I'm in my current reality you can but it's all through intention like for example if we're scripting something like blank with blank character likes me that same way you could intend like blank with blank character gets this letter from me but it's not gonna be like they got a letter from my CR self it would be like they got a letter from my DR self so I could communicate with them from here, but the message would be received through my DR self. So when I was like, if I try to connect to any characters in my desired reality, how I would do it would be like, I would write a letter here and like it would be addressed from my DR self to my this DR character. So I would do it from here, but it would still be a part of that reality. And it would just kind of get scripted in to that reality because anything is possible. I don't know much about it. Um, I've like I've seen things about like channeled letters and like channeling. Once you shift, you really don't care. Like <laughs> you don't. No, you really don't because it's like okay, I'm I'm cool with what I have now. Like I I I don't feel the need to to go through those Imagine. motions. Yeah. I am not. I I don't necessarily believe or not believe in anything. I'm just very indifferent. I think the concept of it is very cool, and I will say there's a lot of people that I very much trust that practice it. So therefore, I, I think there's definitely legitimacy and it's something that I hope to eventually like get myself to learn more about. Yeah, I agree with Alexa. So I said it's not necessarily possible in our current reality right now with this certain access of technology that we have technology wise. But I did have like a thought experiment. Where I was like, well, if you can like go to the astral form of yourself and do channeling or telepathy, because um. I had an experience where I did, through astral projection, find like the multiverse where all the little bubbles of the realities are, uh, which you can get to with astral projection, of course. And if you get sucked into one of them, like if you're too close, you can get sucked into one and then be in that reality. So I'm thinking, you know, with this that thought logic, maybe if you're just in the astral form and you're trying to do like channeling or telepathy, I'm pretty sure that also could work. Uh, definitely, if anyone has done that, uh, type in the comments. <laughs> I tried so, after projecting. It feels like it feels like being ripped, like a split open with no pain. Like it's such a like to me. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was being like stripped halfway, but with no pain. So it was just very odd. Yeah, I I feel like the only maybe the more uncomfortable thing I've have had done was like when I was zooming through space. And like mm -hmm. my arms went like in six arms and then yeah. and then I got teleported into another reality yeah. where I was also transgender I listen it happens literally because like you can really get randomly 
like anything um, any scenery any yeah, any without place, the any... intention you can like shift to a reality without your intention if you're already if your thought process is already I want a reality shift because I've had um where I shifted to a psychedelic reality and everything's just so like tripped out and psychedelic or you know go to a different reality and I'm transgender and then one of my spirit guides had to actually hop in there use it's like I guess astral technology device on me where it teleported me and I woke up back in my current reality it's a lot anything you can imagine can happen guys what are some places to shift to I and you can use three use your top three because we can go on and on about this but my top three was Percy Jackson the office and Shrek (laughs) personally I love customized DRs like where you like write down your own story. This could be like a fame DR where you're like a celebrity. This could be like a royal DR where you're like a princess. I just love the aspect of creating your own that isn't based off of fictional stuff. Definitely, I have shifted to many fictional DRs, but I just love the concept of creating your own thing through scripting. I'm boring. Like Rhea shifts to like Candyland and I shift <laughs> government job. Like, I mean, my Criminal Minds DR is honestly... Between my CR and my Criminal Minds DR, I've not had the mentality for much else. I I talked about earlier, I do shift not as often as I would like, but um, to a Euphoria DR, I've really loved the time I've spent there, which actually has not been that much. But of course, um, if you include, you know, all of my memories from b- before I was aware, you know, 18 years, I, I've liked a lot of my fame in concert DRs. Um, I've shifted to a bunch of different shows, concerts. Whenever I've shifted to fame DRs, it's really just been for specific events instead of like just like treating it as like a normal going about everyday life. I'll usually just go for like a few hours, but I shifted to I, I I've seen Billie Eilish in concert in my CR, but I shifted to see her a couple times. And one time I was like right like dead center, right in front of the catwalk. And it was like a really great experience. So I would say that would be like my third list. Alexa, did you ever end up shifting to Shameless? I never did. Raya, this is a great story. I wanted to shift to, Shameless is like my favorite TV show and I wanted to shift there for so long. And it was the running joke on Shift Talk that I could not do it. Like, and Raya would like try to help me. She would like send me like all these things. She's like, do this, listen to this and do this. And I never, at one point I just gave up. And honestly, I will say, I'm glad I did because Criminal Minds was my comfort show. I shifted there and obviously that is not the case anymore. And I still have Shameless as like my other favorite show. Um, and I still can find that comfort and put it on when I when I need to just cheer myself up. So I actually don't regret that decision. And I'm glad that I didn't continue with that. Yeah, for me, it's um, Harry Potter and Friends, the show. I would really like to uh, shift to like a Disney princess movie or something, but how does it feel to shift to a DR, which is 2D? Shifting to a 2D dimension, uh, the frequencies are different in every dimensional state that you try to shift in. So yes, it does alter your senses. Like um, it's more of a tell, for me, when I experienced Bikini Bottom, it wasn't like they actually talked because there's no real volume. Um, it just felt like it was a telepathic communication. And it's very vibrant. It's, it's exactly like how you see the show. The way that I shifted, though, was I used a 3D kind of concept, but with 2D characters. 
So it's like the sand was still sand, the sky was still sky. Like there's still 3D buildings, but the actual characters and myself was animation 2D. of it is 2D. yeah the animation yeah oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like very vibrant. It's exactly the exact same layout, the exact same. The characters sound the exact same. Same personalities. Everything's the same. Um, I also fell in love with Gary. He's my pet. <laughs> I love him so much. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Now I miss it. <laughs> yeah. When I first <laughs> shifted to animated DR, it was on accident. It was the anime that I was watching late at night, and I fell asleep while watching it, and I ended up shifting there. And honestly. It was kind of uncomfortable in a way because, like, sensation and stuff like that is completely different from what it is here. Like, if we were to touch our skin right now, for me to touch my skin there, it was different. And I just cannot explain what it felt like and what everything looked like. It was just something I was not comfortable with because it was accidental. But after that, when I was actually trying to shift to, like, an animated kind of DR, I actually scripted that I would be comfortable with it and I would feel like it was normal. So definitely, if you plan to shift to an animated DR script or intend for it to feel natural. Oh, yeah. And, but it's really uh, interesting. Yeah, it is. It, it still is to this day, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how old are all of you guys? I'm 18. I'll be 19 in two months. Okay. I'm also 18. I'll be 19 soon, though. I'm also 18, and I will be 19 in a month. I think yeah. Okay. I am twenty, just turned twenty. Um, I, I just wanted to ask because I want to share to the audience that you can ship no matter the age range, because that's also controversial as well. This is one question that I will never answer on my TikTok. I'm very educational on my TikTok and I love answering all types of questions. But one thing that I just don't like answering is how do you group shift? And the reason for this is that I'm not saying I don't believe in group shifting, but at the same time I don't understand the concept of it. Because when you are trying to shift to some like a desired reality, there's a lot of things that pop up in your head that you want them to happen in your desired reality, right? So for example, if it was two like a pair, like two friends who were trying to shift to a forest waiting room. But let's say one of the friends imagined like a different kind of scenery than the second friend did. So how would it be possible for them both to pinpoint the same exact reality when they're imagining two different things. So that's one concept that I can't grasp. Personally, I've never tried group shifting, not even with a friend. But at the same time, it's hard for me to understand how some two people or more than two people can pinpoint the exact reality and then end up being there at the same time. Imagination. Because yeah. anything's possible. So let's start yeah, there. Yeah. Anything that you can think about can happen. Grasping that the concept is possible, then the concept will come into your reality where you yeah. can grasp it so just from experience I've had experience where I was in a group setting with some trusted allies and we are in a circle and we're holding hands and you can feel the energy go through your body like and it's like a different temperature change different symptoms for each person but you definitely can well I see auras so I can see the energy going through each other as we're holding hands now if if you decided with just sharing that energy to also lay down and astral project together, astral projecting with a group of people or with someone is 100%, you know, real. Awesome. Like we already yeah, concluded that. that. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of the same concept. You know, astral projection is the out-of-body experience, but reality shifting is just shifting your awareness to a different reality. Mm -hmm. So it's the same yeah. concept. It's just setting the intention mm -hmm. to do that with someone. Like also how you can meet up with a friend in a dream. 
mm-hmm. or yeah. you know lucid dream whatever you may call it yeah yeah for sure yeah I would say possible but unfortunately probably very unlikely just because of how much room there is for error um I 100% believe in it um yeah I just think that it's like a lower so many details that yeah, yeah. That, that would have to line up Mm-hmm. I have tried. I tried with a friend of mine like a couple times. Like I could count on one hand. And one time we were trying a group shift to actually shameless. And we yeah. had like almost like the same exact dream about it. And I never dream about my DRs like very, very rarely. So it was like a pretty big deal. But see, when I was talking about group shifting, a lot of people who group shift or text me about it or DM me comment, they're like people who are in separate locations absolutely they've never met or something like they're like online friends so that's why it's sometimes hard for me to grasp how these two people who are not communicating in person or anything how they will be able to create the same visuals and the exact same reality that way they can go to it because like let's say they're going to like a fame dr and one of them imagines that like ends up thinking like oh maybe my hair could be pink but then the other person wasn't aware of something that the second person imagined for themselves so they're still imagining them in black hair and that way they end up going as two separate realities because of what they were intending so that's why I feel like group shifting is harder to some degree because you're really trying to pinpoint the exact details in through your intentions I think it's definitely harder Yeah. yeah yeah Because there's infinite versions of us. So that person would just get a version of that person with the black hair. Uh-huh. And they would still get a version of their friend, but just with uh, the yeah. pink hair. So it's still yeah. that they're shifting together, but it's just in But yeah, it really like, confused like, the set. entire point of like being aware that like. Yeah. Yeah. So what's another controversial topic? <laughs> definitely permanently shifting was. Definitely. Yes, this was a thing. This is the thing. I feel like it's definitely died down now because people have, everybody was confusing respawning and permanently shifting and the whole suicide aspect of it and the whole like, it's a big decision when permanently shifting. But I think now we've definitely been able to split the permanently shifting where you just shift and never come back versus offing yourself here and then shifting to a different reality. And so it wasn't very controversial anymore, but definitely was. Well, you know what it is? It's like people were acting like you're signing an agreement when you- I know, yeah. shift Where it's like, I agree to never come back. Like you're not signing your life away. Yeah, you could come back You could shift with the intention of never coming back and in 20 years be like, eh, I'll go back. And then go back and like, that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, we'll never really know. Um. But yeah, this was a big thing for a while. And I think that people were just like very self-centered in the sense of like, well, I would never do that. So I don't think anybody else should. But there are people that do permashift or at least plan on permashifting because of, you know, racial inequalities, because Mm -hmm. of home lives, like because of things that other people will just not be able to relate to. And I think that it took time, but like Raya said, I think we've gone to a point where we can see things from other people's perspectives more and, you know. Or at least not care about what anybody else is doing. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Like, why Why do you care what Joe uh-huh. Schmuck is doing? Like, yeah. doesn't matter, doesn't bother me, you know? I know, yeah. Shifting, our shifting journeys are very personal, so I feel like even if us as creators are helping other people, it's still very personal. All we can do is advise and that's about it. So when people, if somebody comes to me who's like 12 years old and is like, I'm going to permanently shift, 
all I can do is advise you on how to keep it the best way possible, how to script for it or whatever. Other than that, I can't stop you. You're your own individual person. We have the right to our own minds. So I agree with you guys. Uh, to your awareness, what would be considered the wildest experience you have with reality shifting that you feel like kind of like shares the imagination of what could happen to the audience? I mean, um, I have quite a few. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put out like a little bit I no, this is not this is like nothing graphic of course but just like a tiny little trigger warning I will be talking about some like near death experiences um so I shift to criminal minds which what what a great career choice I chose um really really smart um and I had a situation this is something that I'm I'm really glad you asked this because I probably wouldn't have thought to bring what I'm about to say up <sighs> When you script that you can't die, you can't get shot, like all those things, when your body's in fight or flight mode, you're not thinking that. And I cannot stress that enough. I have been, I have literally had, I mean, I've had weapons pointed at me and my first thought is never, oh, I don't care. I can't die. My first thought is who's going to tell my daughter that I passed away? Like those, those thoughts are not the first to go through your mind when your body is in physical shock. So it's very important, I think, that people understand that. And I don't, people will then put themselves in reckless situations because of that, but they don't realize that it's going to still be very traumatizing because that's not going to click right away. And I was in a situation where um, uh, with our suspect, I was locked in an apartment. This was about a year ago in my DR. I was locked in this apartment and um, I really thought that there was going to be absolutely no way out unless I was literally murdered. Um, so I didn't want that to happen. So I was able to get myself locked in one of the bathrooms. And I like, basically, I was not thinking. And I basically tried to overdose because I was like, well, I don't want to get stabbed to death. So this is better. And I woke up then in the hospital. And I then was like, okay, well, yeah, while well, I had a lot of morphine going through my veins. But um, I mean, the point is, you know, I've had some awful things happen to me. I've been in some very big life or death situations. And um, you don't think you're immortal, you know, when someone's threatening to kill you. You, you just, you don't. And I think that expressing that and making that clear is something very important because I wish I knew that. I wish, I wish, I wish I knew that. Um, and it's, you know, I, I could tell those stories till the cows come home and I, I probably will not tell anymore just because they're not motivating. They're not happy. They're not fun. But, you know, one or two here and there is definitely important to keep people aware of the dangers and, you know, what it's really like to be in that situation. And I can, like, um, also understand the severity of that because, like, I, every time I try to connect with just, you know, pure consciousness, the awareness of our existence, um, I will do, like, this type of game where I'm like, do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know why. I just get curious. Don't be like me, please. Use your protection. Use your discernment. But sometimes, just out of curiosity, I'm like, you know, just do whatever you want, like, like show me what you want to show me basically like that just show me what you want to show me and there's times where you know consciousness will want to show me um like how my reality is not really my reality so it will show me like the psychedelic effects of 
well, and not really considering it psychedelic because that's just saying when you take a psychedelic that's the effects that happen but really just altering the state of my um reality that i'm in um without needing these plant medicines or psychedelics dmt all that it's and then you'll look at your hands and and also consciously because i see auras consciously i can see through my hands sometimes when i'm in that higher vibrational state i can see right through my hand and like the different levels of auras around my electric field electromagnetic field um so but when you're you need to also use your discernment use your protection you know because when you're asking this universe to allow you to be aware of um, new perspectives of your reality, that is the risk of mental illness. If that's not what, like, if you're traumatized from these things and that, that fear and suffering can also come back with you in your current reality. So just use your protection, of course. Yes, you can die and you know, other realities, they are real realities. So you want to make sure, like um, we all said to script that you can't get hurt, um, that you can't feel pain, that you're not in situations that induce fear or pain, et cetera. Yes. I, w- I would say I don't, this is just my personal experience. I don't recommend the not feeling pain thing. And only because you can then not deliberately, but by accident, put your body in physical danger because you don't realize um, what's happening to you and how maybe serious an injury is, I would recommend just a high pain tolerance rather than no pain. I, I, I'm just, that's just my opinion. You know, you're more entitled to your opinion. I've just seen that go sideways, not in my own experience, but through other people's. I, I, I just wanted to add that in there. No, that's good. That's a great tip. Thank you. Yeah. Any uh, reality shifting tips is good, good tips for the audience to use to their journey and experiencing, but yes, um, just be careful. Use your protection. I've had experiences where I also felt like I was going to die. Personally, shifting is a part of my religion. And I'm going to be honest with that. I've known about shifting almost my whole life when I was able to comprehend something that on a, that of a spiritual level. There are many ancient books. There's very famous ancient books called the Vedas. It's one of the oldest scriptures in the world, and it contains a lot about shifting and astral projecting and a lot of that. There's a lot of transcripted pages that you can read about it on the internet. It's called the Vedas with a V, and I've read almost all of them. There are so many books that psychologists have put together, and honestly, I like to take bits and pieces of information from everywhere, especially through literature, and put it together to create my own perspective perspective towards it it's 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 funny because I like to say like oh don't go to TikTok and then I'm like follow me for more I mean it's you know TikTok is just the most accessible um yeah even though there are definitely better more educated more wise sources out there they're not always going to be in simple terms you know they're they're not going to be like there are books out there that really go like deep dive but uh, a sentence in and i'm like i'm falling asleep i'm going to be so honest you can't really find them either like for me to find them it's because you gotta translate it to be honest with you yeah and it's part of my family and stuff so like unless you know where to find it i understand don't get all your information from tiktok because there are a lot of people there who are posting things and it just isn't right you know like uh, back three years ago there were like people who, who said 
oh, you have to um, drink a lot of water or, oh, you have to clean your room, you know? There are still people on TikTok who say things like that. So I I personally don't, I would say, uh, don't get your information uh, all from TikTok, you know? Don't just find one person mm-hmm. and then try to leech onto that person and copy that everything that person does and think that that is going to be your guide to success yeah Uh, definitely surround yourself with multiple different people that have different opinions different perspectives that way you're not just like worshiping one person and putting them on a pedestal um 100 and I think one of the really good things about like what Megan was saying is like yeah like a couple of years ago we had those people and because we are now aware that so much misinformation has been spread we're a lot more likely to question things and fact check things. And it's a lot harder to spread misinformation nowadays without people really getting on you about it. Also, when it comes to sources, I really think YouTube is a good one. And I know it's also like a social place to be on, but there are actually a lot of like older generations who post about this kind of stuff who are more knowledgeable than us. TikTok, we got to admit it, there's a lot of teenagers on there and that's like a majority of the app. But YouTube has a lot of people who are, more advanced in these practices and who use many different terms such as quantum jumping or many different terms that are created for the shifting community so i think youtube is definitely a good place especially if you went more into people who have this a part of their cultures like hinduism and stuff like that so if you watch people who are hindu you'll see them talking about it in a way where it's so natural that they've heard about it in their day-to-day life yeah yeah Uh, yeah, i mean like a little recap would just be like take everything with a grain of salt you don't need to know everything to succeed treat yourself well um take your time and um trust your gut try different things just don't put an immense amount of pressure on yourself and I know that's much more easier said than done but yeah allow yourself to enjoy and be flawed and have different experiences my name is Alexa Valentino but I'm also Alexa Prentice in some places, which is P-R-E-N-T-I-S-S. And thank you for listening. My name is Raya Singh, and I'm also known as Shifting with Raya.101 on TikTok. And I post a lot about educational, just education on spirituality and shifting itself. And I think my key takeaway from all of this would be is that hearing about shifting, it's going to sound like a superpower. It's going to sound like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like, this is something out of this world. But I want you to realize that it's really easy. The main things to do when shifting is just visualizing and knowing where you want to go and intending what you want to do once you go to the place. So definitely don't put shifting on this huge pedestal. It may sound really cool and absurd, but it's really a power that's within us. But since we've never been taught it from our birth, like there's many things that we've been programmed to think forever. Shifting is just not one of them. So I know it doesn't seem like natural first instinct, but it definitely is somewhere in us. And we just got to rediscover it. My socials are uh, Shifter Jean on TikTok and my name is Megan. Just try things out that you like. If you have a bad feeling about something, don't do it. If you have a great feeling about it, about it, do it. Just follow your feeling and it will become all right. I love that so much. Okay, ladies, that was so great. Thank you again for coming on the show. We're going to keep in touch. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and experiences um, and being vulnerable for the audience. So I hope that's 
co-creating with you guys soon. I love you guys so much. Bye. Goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you.